This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. I mean, I just got to tell you folks here, peeling back the curtain a little bit, okay? I mean, I'm really jealous of Arthur Motes. Don't, our, you, don't you do that. Our brand new studios here. I mean, this guy could practically walk home after the show. See, if I didn't have Steelers TV later today, I would. But I don't want to have to walk that fast, so I actually do plan on driving. Are you home. gonna uh, you gonna be like cycling here in the middle of the <laughs> you, summer? You know, get my you know? get my cardio in. Hey, hey, you never know. You never know. Listen, do you have any houses for sale in your neighborhood? Because I mean, wife no, and I no, might no, have to relocate at this point. I, I, I might know. I might, I might, for, for you, we can make some exceptions. You know. But I am really, really enjoying this new location, oh, bro. This me is, too. This is exciting. Listen, it's about it's about ten it, it, overall, right? Like round trip, it's about twenty extra minutes for me. In which, by the way, I almost got off the wrong exit today. <laughs> if I cut you off by 376, I if, if a, if a uh, Toyota SUV cuts you off about 11 a.m. by 376, I apologize. I almost took the wrong exit. Oh, you left the range at the house? Well, I left the Benzo in the oh, garage. All right, all right, all right. Um, it is, as much as it takes me probably 20 minutes more round trip to get here, this is sweet. Um, we got the ESPN Pittsburgh studios right next to us. DVEs in the process of moving in. We're all on the same floor. You know, that was the thing I think a lot of people didn't know in the past. Oh, we, were, were all over the place. we were obviously in yeah. that big gold building, um, with off the, the with parkway the with, yeah. with, with DVE, but we had a bunch of different floors in that building. Yeah. So like our station was on the same floor as DVE and, and Madden, Madden in the, and, and kiss FM, but like. ESPN was upstairs. Three yeah. WS was upstairs. All the Penguins radio stuff was upstairs. It was just a weird setup over there. I mean, it's it this place. We're not gonna put. We're not gonna bash it. No, it's it was a place. great. It was a great run. We it, had it, fun. It was the trap. You know, you, sometimes you need the trap before you go to the penthouse. This, for a fact, is that we we finally have arrived. Yes. You know what it'll this, be like. This is like you, you built your first house. We, I thought we built the house right here. Like you know when you drive your kids past and you're like, oh yeah, that's that's where we grew up. Yeah, that's what it was. But this is where we live now. Yeah. Like when J. Cole put that picture on his album, was it, it was a Forest Forest Hill Drive or whatever? It's yep. like, oh, sitting on the roof, that house. Ah, and now you look mm-hmm. where he's at. Now you're like, aha, Jay Z. You know, oh, is this Five Sixty State Street? Oh, no, no, no. Now he's in the, the you know, he got the mansion now. So yeah, now he's down in Tribeca. You know, <laughs> Motsi, we do have phone lines, all right, but we we need to work out some kinks here. Yes. But we are we're going to always get to reaction here as we do in the final segment. You know where to get at us on the Twitter.com if. You want to get involved in our participation today. You know what? It's funny. I forget who told me this, but somebody when I first started in this business told me, you're always going to get more callers after a loss Mm. because Mm -mm. people like to complain more than they like to compliment. Wow. That's pretty good, huh? That is pretty accurate, too. I think it was John Marks, afternoon host in Philadelphia, was the one who told me that when I started producing his show. And that has been the case today. We've got a lot of tweets, a lot of complaints. I mean, geez, I thought Festivus was last week, but you guys are airing your grievances here. Arthur Motes, uh, let's get to it. Francis tweets us and says, honest question. If the Steelers played themselves, do you think they'd be able to run the ball or would they get shut down? At this point, I'm convinced Nashi would have 200 yards and at the same time have no running room at all. <laughs> it would probably be a mix of that. I feel like Cam would be dominant. I think that TJ would fry. And yeah, we would still get gashed. Somehow, somewhere. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. someway. Our buddy Steeler Nation920 says, I got you guys your Christmas presents. I downloaded 15 different, I solicited 15 different relatives to download and give five stars to the podcast. Well, thank you. Less. 920, we appreciate you. 
Um, he wanted to know our favorite presents that we got over Christmas. Mine, I got a pair of iPod, uh, AirPod Pros. Pardon me from the wifey. Nice, nice. They're awesome. I don't know how I lived so long without AirPods now. I've had them AirPods for like a- fire, bro. Uh, they're great. Yes. And they're, she got me the new Pro ones, so they have noise-canceling ability. Mm-hmm. And they have, and I, uh, they have see you. spatial audio, which is like that new Apple Music future of audio. Say, what was that like anyways, man? Dude. I laid in bed and I listened to Elton John. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Like our daughter, my wife's asleep next to me. Our daughter's asleep in the pack and play. And I put on the spatial audio and the noise cancellation. And it's like I'm sitting next to Elton John in the studio. It's amazing. Wow. That's what it sounds like. You're in a theater. Like oh, that's wow, okay. It's it's almost supposed to sound like you know like surround sound yeah, in your, in your house. Like that in your ears, though. It's supposed to sound like surround okay. sound for your ears. It's wild. Okay, okay, okay. Like, I, like I laid there then. in bed for like an hour just in the pitch black just listening to music like it was not. Like I was leaving the Beaver. I had some friends over to listen to some records like it was 1950. Yes. It was amazing. Go. Spatial audio. That's the future, folks. Nah, that's major right there. That's major. For me, man, I'm a weirdo. I love to give gifts. That's like that's how. Weirdo, that's like what makes me feel you good. You got a big heart. So, yeah, you know, I surprised wifey with a little some, some. They have, see, you know, Santa made sure that the kids were fully taken care of of course but for me it was that feeling of being able to sit down on that chair smile i crossed my leg and they was like oh my god and then wife was like no you didn't you did what how you, you pull this off where'd you how to i love you too girl i love you too <laughs> that's all i'm living for right now man because yeah I, I i don't know i'm one of them dudes i i don't i get gifts i don't get i buy myself gifts like all the time i'm a treat myself guy me too like all the time. Me too. <laughs> I might have had a package show up on the twenty yeah. fourth for me. I'll probably have a package that will be arriving Your tomorrow for me as Your well. Poor wife. So <laughs> that means <laughs> Steeler Man Seven tweets success. <laughs> Don't y'all judge me. <laughs> I'm gonna get gifts for everybody else because I'm gonna buy my own stuff. My <laughs> wife always says that I'm impossible to buy for because whenever I want something, I just buy it. Yeah, that's. But she safe. got me. Tell you what, she got me a PS Five for my thirtieth birthday. No, that's major, bro. And I don't that's know how major. she pulled that off. Because they're still really hard to get. Steelers, Steelers Man 7 tweets us and says, uh, Good Monday afternoon, fellas. Hope you both had a great Christmas with your loved ones. We did. Thank you, Steelers Man. You guys as well. He said, I do hope we win the last two games and make the playoffs. At least we get one more week of your show. Hey. Mm, no, we, no, no, no. Don't, we, don't, don't we do that go, to us. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Once the season is over, we won't be on every day like we are now. Correct. But, but we're not going anywhere. Yeah, we're not leaving. We will st- we, we, we go to a shell crew. It's like a, a what's it called? Like a skeleton no, crew? We'll we go to our skeleton schedule. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll just be on like two or three days a week instead yeah. of, you know, every day. Yeah, that's all. But, you know, we might do some combine stuff. You know, we're going to have a little fun now. We got to have a little fun. Might do some draft stuff. It'll be your typical. Listen, we ain't, we're taking a step back, but we're not going anywhere yeah. whenever the season's over. Yin Central. Yin Central? Sounds a little new. I wish I had John McClain here, but we'll, we'll get it right for oh, the rest of the week, okay? Man. Welcome to the party, pal. How do you think. Um, Next year in the rebuild relates to Mike Tomlin's legacy. Took Bill Belichick and the Patriots just one season before they were starting to look like contenders again. I, you know what? That's a really good question. Mike Tomlin's legacy is is secure. Moats and I have both stated before how we think he's a Hall of Famer. But yeah, this stuff obviously matters. It certainly does. Let's not act like a lot of the same people who are giving Bill Belichick a ton of credit right now, though, weren't crushing him this time last. Well, the Patriots mm-hmm. stink and the Bucks won the Super Bowl, so it was all Tom Brady. This is true. So legacy is a finicky thing while you're still playing or while you're still coaching. It, it, it changes so much. You know, look at, look at people like, I'm trying to think, 
who was somebody, John Elway. I mean, his legacy was completely changed at the end of his career. Look at someone like, I don't know, Alexander Ovechkin, right? Oh, he can't win, can't win, selfish Russian, can't win, finally won the Stanley Cup, and now everybody says he's a top 10 player. Like, your legacy, both as a coach, look at Andy Reid's legacy. Mm-hmm. How much that's changed over the last two, three years. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely has benefited going over to Kansas City. Yeah. Those things are so fluid. Those things change so quickly until you are retired and done. Um, but, yeah, without a doubt, Mike Tomlin, if he does decide to stay with the Steelers long-term, if he's here for another five, ten years, um, that will that will certainly play part of his his legacy. But we'll, we'll roll with that as it comes, right, Arthur Motes? That sounds about right. <laughs> oh, Jason says, will Matt Canada still be the Steelers' scapegoat next year? Or is he going to be this year's scapegoat and out? Well, we'll see. Mm-mm. Listen, let's 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 get through these first two weeks before yes. we start talking. All right, yes. we don't need to put the what's the put the cart before, cart the, horse, before the horse, right? Yeah. Isn't that the oh yeah? Oh, look at oh, you and, back in the Oregon Trail Day. The Clem thing is official. Official. Um, it looks like it is on the Steelers website now as well. So we're good to go. There we go. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. Buddha says, uh, "Am I wrong for looking forward to watching this Steelers team grow back into Super Bowl contention?" No, absolutely not. If you're if you're our age too, relative age, right? Like I'm going to be 31 in a couple weeks. Moats is in his early 30s as well. You haven't really had this feeling. It's always been a team that's contended for division titles. It's always been a team that's legitimately had a shot to go to a Super Bowl, Correct. to go to an AFC Championship and game. It just felt like if they got in the dance, that's all they needed. And I think one of the most rewarding things as a fan, and if you you know if you were a Pirates fan. You know, five, six years, like in the McCutcheon era, you right. got to, if you were a Penguins fan through Crosby and Malkin, you got to witness this. Watching your team struggle and then figure it out again and then get into a legit contending status, that's really rewarding as a fan. That's a lot of fun as a fan, too. That, like, going from Bad being, good. Yeah. being pessimistic to having yeah. hope. Yeah. I experience that daily as well. It's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. It, it can be challenging. It can test you, but it is also very rewarding as a fan. And we haven't had to go through that process here for twenty years. Yeah, not looking forward to it either. I'm not, but it'll at least be it'll be different. And hey, different is is not always terrible. We will miss all the Hall of Famers, but you know what? That we just create gives, more. Gives you opportunity yep. to go out and find more. Exactly. Uh, Nation920 says we might not have a five-star football team anymore, but we've got a five-star radio program Shout to out. make us Shout feel out. better and become more informed all in one. Thanks, 920. We appreciate it. Annie says, how about option C? Win these last two games and still face the music and rebuild. I personally don't think that they would, though. I think that it gives them that false sense of confidence like we saw a year ago, which we heard ringing throughout all offseason. We started 11-0. Run it We're back. 11-0. Run it back. We're 11-0, and it's like, Okay, I get you were eleven and zero then, but what happened when it mattered? When it was down the stretch, and what's the record since then? Exactly, because that's the other part that they do not want to talk about a lot. No, here's the other one too, Motsi. Because you know I stay up all night, I crunch the numbers. That's what you facts, get. Paid the I got big the information. Bucks. I got the stats. Steelers are nine and eleven in their last twenty December football games. Mm-hmm. It's it's a pattern. It's crazy. Did you see that stat? What they were talking about, Mahomes? Oh no. In like the November, I think it was November, Dece- no, it was December games, it was like 21 and 0 or something like that, bro. It's crazy. I was here like, bro, what do you, t- how do you get there? Like, what? It's nuts. Cuban Dan tweets us and says, for nearly three decades of Steelers football that I've been a part of, we've always played for championships. If we made the playoffs, realistically, it felt like we could make a run. At this point, though, what's the point? 
It's time to rebuild. I'll take the higher draft pick. I can't fault you for that. See, I still would like to. I would still would like to go out with the Ben Roethlisberger era with a smile on my face. I would. I as would well. like to beat the Browns and the Ravens. I would as well. And let's be honest too. At this point, winning two extra games versus losing two extra game mozi that's not going to be the difference in the draft that the people not want it to be. Not at all. Even if the Steelers are 7-9-1, and one, they're not going to have a top 10 pick. Mm. Like, you might move up six spots. You'd be low teens, mid-low teens. Yeah. It, it, it's not like all of a sudden you're going to be able to go out and draft the best offensive tackle right. or, or draft the best pass rusher. If you want to move up to get in the league, you're still going to have to move up. You're still going to have to. There's yeah. a lot of two, three, four, five, six win teams around the league. Mm-hmm. And those teams aren't going to leapfrog the Steelers anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in that perfect situation of good enough to not pick early, but bad enough to not have enough talent to win it all. Which is sometimes the last place you want to be. <laughs> yes. To give, the, to give Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin credit. They've Here's done the well from that position in the past. Um, but it's it's obviously not always where you want to be. You've gotten guys yeah. like Pouncey and DeCastro in some of those years, but it's, it's not always where you want to be. Jason tweets us and says, I uh, would much rather the Steelers win the last two games lose in the playoffs, and be accused of seeking comfort in that. I feel like that scenario would raise my hopes and expectations for next season. Hey, it's possible. But then again, doesn't that kind of sound a lot like what happened last year? Yes, it does. Again, though, maybe it's the whole fool me once, you know, shame on me, fool me twice, can't get fooled again. <laughs> Brian tweets, it says, Matt Canna does not KYP, know your personnel, know his personnel, we are throwing an alley-oop to Muggsy Bogues, a.k.a. Ray Ray. Oh, come on. Come on, Don't man. Don't do that. Come on, man. <sighs> Said we need to uh, win the next two games, but still gut the house after the season. And I feel like Kendrick Green experiment has run its course. Yeah. You know, that's, again, we talked about that a little bit last year, too, that it does seem frustrating. We're still asking a lot of questions about the – there's still a lot of un- unknown without the offensive line. There was a lot of un- – or- Sorry, let me say that again. There's still a lot of unknown about the offensive line. You know, we had a lot of unknown with the O-line at the start of the season, obviously. Four new starters, a lot of rookies, a lot of moving parts. Um, But it still feels like we haven't gotten really many answers in that regard. It's the sad truth. I mean, we we could sit here and and Moats and I could just crush guys for their performance, but everyone's seen that. We don't need to rehash all of that. I agree. But the disappointing part is, is I don't think we can point to any one person and be like, you know what? If we change this out, that'll make this better because I don't think it's that. Or even, hey, you know what? They've had their struggles. They've had their issues. But at least player X and Y have gotten a lot better over the last six or seven weeks. That hasn't happened either. If anything, they maybe regressed a little bit. And, And that's always frustrating. Katie tweets us and says, had the stomach bug yesterday. Watching the Steelers play made it worse. Not sure where to start. Feels like we don't like to admit when we're wrong. They were wrong about the offensive line, maybe wrong about Kendrick Green. Do you see any changes this offseason with the center position? I Here's the bad news, too, in that regard. And again, I don't, I don't want to go down these roads too much because we still have two weeks left. But And I know after a loss like yesterday, that's what that makes you do, right, Mozi? It makes you think, oh, man, well, let's just start. Let's pack it up and let's focus on next year. You got, I'm a little bit of a draft nerd, right? I'm a college football nerd. Yeah. The prized possession at center this year is Tyler Lindenbaum out of Iowa. I love this kid. If I could, I would forfeit the Steelers' first round draft pick right now to, to get this kid. He's going to be gone by the time the Steelers pick. He just is. He's, he, he, might be the, he might be the first top 10 center taken since the 80s. 
If not, he's going to be the highest one taken since Pouncey, I think. True. Now, if the Steelers lose these last two games, then maybe. Then all of a sudden it becomes a conversation. But he's the prize one in this class. Do you think we would even touch him, though? I don't know. I, I'm very intrigued to see where they go in the first round of the draft. Right. I don't think it's quarterback, but other than that, <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> but it could be quarterback. Uh, who knows? If they pick it like 14 and everyone's still on the board, or maybe Pickett or Quarles the only one off the board, then it gets very interesting. But let me just let me let me let me let me say it yeah, this way. I don't way. like anything right now. <laughs> there's <laughs> Arthur oh, Mugs, There's there's not a position on this team other than maybe wide receiver or running back. Yeah. That I would say uh, you got to stay away from that in the first round. Fair enough. Other than other than wide receiver yeah, or enough. running back, any everything should be uh, your your BPA scenario, your best player available. It feels like it's a real thing. Uh, Frankie Z tweets what us up, Frankie? and says, option A for me, guys, it's about mindset. In Pittsburgh, right, for the Steelers, it's always supposed to be about winning, not giving up, not giving in, not punting on a season. Play hard, hustle to the ball, every snap, know your assignment, get your head and your eyes up, and let's go. Hey, there you go. Yeah. I mean, they say football is actually very simple to play. <laughs> you talk about <laughs> what you got to do. Run, catch the ball. Just tackle that guy right there, keep him from scoring. On paper, it is very, very simple. It's just the execution part. That's where it gets a little bit more, uh, you know, muddied every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Steel City Champs is going with option B. He would rather not get in the playoffs at this point. I'm tired of mm. watching the team beat themselves, and it would just feel like a repeat of last year in prime time and watch somebody run for 500 yards on our team. I'm good. <laughs> Not to be critical. Yeah. I will say this. Um, ah, which one do you think feels worse? Getting ran on for, you know, 100, 200 yards or getting thrown on for like 500 yards? Both. Yeah, strong possibility both. <laughs> At least, though, hey, when it's Patrick Mahomes, maybe not as much through the air. Yeah. Some of these running backs that have been gashing the Steelers. I mean, I didn't even know who half of these dudes were until the week before the game. <sighs> I mean, they tuned us up yesterday, too. I mean, it, it was only 127 on the ground. It just felt like so much more. <laughs> Tell you what, that that one run by Clyde Edwards to at the goal line. He wasn't even a leading rusher. Think about that. <laughs> 920 tweets us and says, the standard is the standard. Went out, go to the playoffs. Okay. I can't fault you for feeling that way. No, that's, why, that's why we ask. The power grid, yeah. the Megos, because we do want to hear from y'all. We want to know how y'all feel about this situation. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? Rod Dallas says, I think we should move Kendrick Green to defensive tackle because that tackle was maybe the best thing he's done all mm. season. That was a nice tackle. Well, I mean, he is squat. He has a little burst. You know he's got speed. Because I, 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 I wonder with Kendrick, obviously he's a very undersized center. But if you put him at guard, I still feel like he's undersized. I still feel like we'll still have some of the same issues in terms of the, the stoutness. I think for him, he has to find a tool to get people off of his weakness. Every player has weaknesses. Every player does. But we all, the guys that last long, you have to find ways to make up for it, right? Yeah. We talk about Debo. Debo was a short guy. So he figured, okay, I'm never going to be this tall guy, so I'm going to be very strong. And then I'm going to be very skill-oriented. Al Villanueva. Early on, he couldn't stop a bull rush because he played really high. He was nimble, but he didn't have the power. So he learned what? Chop hands down. Chop hands down will eliminate the bull rush. It will make you have to play to his strengths. 
right now, Kendrick hasn't figured out how to make players play to his strength. They're playing to his weakness, and that's why it's showing up so frequently on, on camera right now in terms of him not necessarily being the stoutest at the point of attack or if a bigger body guy, they're able to ragdoll him in some instances. He's going to have to figure out a counter to that. He's going to need to figure out that. And you would hope that it happened sooner or that it would have happened sooner, but he's a rookie. So I will at least give him an offseason to try to get yeah. that thing acclimated and accounted for. But that is a large part of why the league averages two and a half to three years because it is a big jump from the collegiate level to the professional level. And once guys are able to identify what you struggle with, you don't have a lot of time no, to rectify it. Kendrick's leash has been way longer solely because he was a third-round draft pick. If he's an undrafted guy, if he's B.J. Finn, if he's J.C. Hassenauer, we're not even talking about him having this much of a leash because with B.J. and J.C., we've never seen them look remotely right. close to this. Right. And their leash was nowhere near as long as this. But for him, he's going to have to figure out a counter, something to just, like I said, get these guys. If you're, if it yeah. was, if it was a boxer and he knew, hey man, I don't have the best chin. Well, what do you do? You better jab him and have great defense. Okay. Oh, you're not a, you're not a great puncher. Okay. Well, you better have volume. Okay. You better figure out ways to 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 go to the body and figure out. It's like right, right. If you if you if you're you, if, you gotta if, be rocky. You if, gotta if, work the body. Rock. If it's UFC and you don't have a great stand up, what do you do? You go to the ground. Go to the ground. If you're not a great submission artist, what do you do? You stand up. Right now, Kendrick has to figure out how to mask you can't throw his weaknesses. If you can't throw a speedball, yeah. fastball, you got to have some movement with Absolutely. your pitch. Absolutely. So that's yeah. the thing for Kendrick where we can't complain about why he hasn't developed it yet. All we can control is going forward. And for Kendrick, man, you got to get in that lab, baby. You got to get in that lab, watch your plays, self-scout, see what you're doing well, what you're struggling with, and why are you struggling. Don't just point out, well, man, I give up a lot of movement in pass pro when it's a, a, a nose guard over me. Or, man, I'm not as mm -hmm. stout when I'm trying to get moving in the run game. Mm -hmm. Don't just tell me that. Anybody can tell me that. You're just regurgitating the information. Tell me the details in terms of why it's happening, though. Why is it right. happening? Is it hand placement? Is it your foot? Is it your eyes? Is it the snap? Are you late with the snap? Where you know, when you snap the ball and you're getting your head back up, are you late right there? Could you increase that? What? Whatever it is, you need to come through and find that. That's the first step to correcting that. your right. problems, right, is knowing the why. Right. Identify that. And now... We can go through and fix it. But until you identify that, we're going to continue to be in this same, you know, cycle of just repeat process, rinse, complain, repeat process. And it's unfortunate, but the leash in the NFL, I mean, it's not that long. You get, you know, as a draft pick, a top two, three round pick, you get a year. Right. They're not going to cut them right. this offseason. You get a year. But after that, th what they do is they draft somebody else. They go shopping, right? And they're going to go shopping. And that's how it goes. And now and they're you're gonna have some money fight. for the first time right. in a while to go shopping this. And now you're in a dogfight because the more money they have, the better they come home with them purchases. And trust me, I'm a guy who nine years I fought off a lot of them nice purchases. Yes, you did. Some, sometimes the purchase isn't as nice. You like oh, I ain't worried about that one. That's from Kmart. We're gonna we're gonna hey I got time for you. But other times it's, it's, it's a range. It's coming from Gucci. It's coming from Louis. You like Lord, <laughs> we in a dogfight today, baby. <laughs> but if you're Kendry, save yourself on the back end. Get it right now. Yeah, get it right now. Because you're gonna need to. Absolutely. R. Bracey says, I saw Bradshaw's final game as a Steeler. I saw the fall of the still curtain. Got to be a bumpy road ahead. The next few years will truly test your resolve as a Steelers fan. I do think there's some truth in that, but I also, man, in the NFL, you can retool this thing quickly. Look at the Patriots. I mean, they're going back to the playoffs. There's, there's a lot of examples of that. The Arizona Cardinals 
I mean, look look at the uptick that they've taken this year. Not that they were a terrible team in the past, but there's there's more examples of that in the NFL. It feels like you could turn things around quickly. It can go both ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, a lot of us are going to have to face the music. A lot of us, you know, particularly the Steelers fans that are Mozart's age, that have you know had Ben Roethlisberger. We might remember a few Cordell Stewart's and Tommy Maddox's. But it's mostly hey, yo, Ben, big Ben. Chill on the Slash slander. Come on now. I was a big I love Slash guy. I okay. got a Slash jersey. Okay, just check NFL it. Blitz at home, baby. He was like one of my favorites. Yeah. Lieutenant Dan's legs tweets us and says Ray Ray's got to be. you kill me every time you say that name. Bro. Ray Ray's got to be on Matt Canada's fantasy team or something. Bro, y'all wild. <laughs> Theodore wants to know. Um, He's wide receiver one on his fantasy team. He's got to get these targets. So y'all are sick. I cannot stand you. <laughs> Semi-final week. Oh, my God. It's semi-final week. It for a fact is, man. Oh, wow. Theodore tweets us, Teddy, and says, um, in regards to Mike Tomlin, right? Like, I know he's a great coach, but maybe his message and his philosophy no longer works for this team. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't think that it's completely to that point. I could see it getting to that, though. And that's – and this is purely on speculation. That's why I don't like speculation. But to just break down how that could be the case – Say you're on defense and you're James Pierre, who played well at times this season, but you had, you know, a not-so-good game, and they pulled you right away. Never gave you another opportunity. Akello went in, Justin Lanes bumped you in the, in the depth chart and all these other things, right? Extremely short lease, some might say. But then you look at a guy like Devin Bush, and it's been the, the contrary, right? He struggled numerous times this season. Now, he's had opportunities to improve it, and sometimes he has, but as a whole – it's been very underwhelming, but you can see how he's been allotted so many more opportunities. If I'm a player on this team and I'm seeing that, it's hard for me to necessarily buy into this whole we only care about winning when I don't feel like you're putting the best people out there. But now some of that goes to the business and the politics of it, and I understand that. But that is a way where a guy in the locker room could be looking at Coach T and saying, well, hey, why do I need to stay motivated and keep working hard and busting my tail every day where you got guys out here that don't do that and they still get every opportunity? We go to the offense side of the ball. Kendrick Green. If you're B.J. Finney, if you're J.C. Hassenauer, you have never looked like that in the NFL. You've started multiple games for this team for multiple years and have never looked like that. But your leash has never been anywhere close to that. Not only has your leash not been close to that, they've never even given you the opportunity <laughs> to come in and start week one. Right. And now we've seen Kendrick look like this for how many weeks now? And they will sub out everybody but him. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about could the players not be responding to Coach T, could they be losing interest in him, well, these are the type of things that potentially make that arise. Yes. Not saying that it has. Not saying that it will. But if that were to be the case, these are some of the factors that could play into that. And those are just two examples. We can continue to go down that list. James Washington, you talk about him. Man, when he asked to get traded in training camp, you said no because Chase went down. You keep him. Then Juju you don't went down, Juju and we goes thought, down, all right, here's 13's time. And you leapfrog him with Ray Ray. But yet and still, he shows up. He does everything he's supposed to do. He catches the pass he's supposed to catch. He, I'm, well, not yesterday. But as a whole, he does do the things that he's supposed to do. But how do you keep him motivated? Like Those are the things where it's like, I could easily see it. And I speak in these instances because I've been in them on both sides of it. And that's the part where, yeah, you can lose a team like that. The guys can stop responding to you when they feel like, you know what, you're just going to say whatever. But we know at the end of the day, you don't care about putting the best players out there. You're going to do what is politically correct. 
the business side of it because you have to save face because these are draft picks. We get it. We all play the game. We know how it goes. We've all heard the term what? At this level, it is a business. Mm -hmm. We always say people talk about the politics associated with it. If a guy is drafted a certain place, if a guy has X amount on his contract, they're going to get a lot more leniency. Devin Bush maybe is a good example of that. But the flip side is that can cause players to have a little bit of disgruntledness, especially when you're dealing with that and not winning. I've had situations where I've dealt with this and we've been winning. It's a lot easier to deal with. (laughs) I've had the situation where I was compensated highly. It's a lot easier to deal with. But I've also had the situation where we've been losing. That's not like, easy to do. Why is this guy getting snaps over me? I'm like, we're losing, and this dude is out there, and he's not good. But yet you continue to put him out here because of what? That can make you lose locker room. That can make guys look at you differently. So, no, I don't think it's there just yet, but I could easily see it continue to grow, go in that direction if these type of actions along with the non-winning continues. I think that's well said. We got to go here real quick. Last one from Chris. Tweets. We have the keys to the building. What's your first move once the season is over? For me, it's simple, man. I'm I'm going right to the trenches, both sides of the football. It's they're they're losing there too often, week by week. And if you've listened to this show, the Moats and I do here, Steelers Blitz. This is our fourth season. But if you've listened to us for longer than a fart, I don't know. That's something that Adam Crowley always says. First <laughs> thing that came to my mind. Like we we both believe football is won and lost in the trenches. And the Steelers have been pushed around there too often this season. That's that's where I'm going. I'm rebuilding the foundation, Motsi. What say you? <sighs> I ain't just throwing some duct tape and some spackle over it, all right? I'm rebuilding that foundation. Yeah. I'm pouring some new concrete. No, I, some I, new brick. I hear you. But brick by brick. The, the problem is this. You're building without an architect. Because <laughs> you can improve your old line, but if you bring in power scheme guys in the corner that you bring in is zone scheme, it's a real good it point. doesn't matter. If you bring in power scheme coordinator and you got zone scheme personnel, it doesn't matter. So for me, I'm working coordinator down. That's that's my approach. Both sides. Hard conversations. Um, from there, we'll decide who I would want to keep, if either. Or do we completely clean house and say, you know what? We've let this run its course for how long and go that way. I personally think I would probably have more leniency towards Butler solely based on the guys that have been in and out of the lineup for him this year because when his guys have been healthy, we've seen, you know, how this defense can play. Sure. Whereas offensively with Canada, we just haven't seen any of that just yet. We don't have the longevity with him of success. So that's the part for me where I would definitely be looking at that a lot harder. But I'm starting top down. I'm starting coordinators because they're going to dictate what type of defense and offense I want to run. And from there, now I can go ahead and say, oh, you know what, okay, this guy works well with this guy. Okay, now I just need to get these pieces in place. But if I don't know who my my architect is, I don't want to just start building just yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good. That's that's a good way to lay it all out there. That'll do it today. Whole lot of tweets. Hope we got to you. If not, just try again next time. Uh, we're getting pretty popular over here. Big shout out to everybody on the tweets, the Power Grid, the Megawatts. We appreciate you guys. As always, reminder, no show tomorrow, but we will be back on Wednesday to break it all down mm-hmm, for the rest mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. week. And a big shout-out to my co-host, Arthur Motes, as always. Thanks for taking us into the classroom. And how about a thank you, too, to our our fearless leader, Brian LaMartina, for uh, for being here with us, for running us through the ropes of our shiny new studio, all of our new toys in here. Uh, Thanks to everybody, our engineers, everyone in this building, who has uh, helped make this transition as easy as possible. 
for us. And uh, we had a lot of fun here today in the new studios. We'll keep it rolling. We will get the phone lines popping by the end of the week Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. well, too. Everybody enjoy the rest of the day. We'll talk to you guys in a couple days. As always, you know where to find us. It's on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.